Pushing Back Chaos with Mel and Mike and Raph. Welcome back to another episode of Pushing Back Chaos with me, Melon, also known as Paul, mainly as Melon around these parts. I hope you guys are all well. I hope you've had a great week. I hope you've been uh, getting after it and having some great conversations with uh, your network, your family, your friends, the people in your life. And, uh, you know, we really hope that we're facilitating some of these conversations. You guys can pick up some of these points and take them and uh, apply them in your own lives. Uh, Mike, how are you, mate? Always good to check in. What's been going on for you? Hey, brother. What's going on, man? Um, you only mentioned two names. I have another one for you, but I'm not going to say it. So <laughs> let's not forget that one. <laughs> <laughs> is this the cheerleaders of the University of Northern Territory? That is correct, sir. Yes. <laughs> but it, but, but it's different. The, it's different, the though. Ears, the ears of the people in North America, they're not used to these, these words that we use in South of the equator, sometimes it comes up in conversation, always with a bit of love. It's uh, That's right. Um, yeah. Yes. Uh, keep an eye out. I'll just say that that word may be in your near future. That's all I'm going to tell you. And it's, right? not gonna, and it's not going to be for me. That's, I'll leave it there. Uh, past that, we want to give a big shout out to uh, Cheza Fitty Scent, uh, Melon's wife. Uh, it was her birthday yesterday. And I just want to give my big sister a big shout out and happy birthday. And we love you. Yeah. Happy birthday, bud. She had a, she had a great we We've had a great week. It's been really nice. We had a bit of a party weekend last weekend when Arnie Louie, her, her, her big sister, <laughs> yeah, this is Dallas uh, wife, Louie, because she's literally six foot uh, blonde uh, Amazon sportswoman. And Chesar is not six foot, shall we just say? And the two of them together, it's like a, it's like an Arnold Schwarzenegger, Danny DeVito. I think Cherry would kill me for being compared to Danny DeVito. But height, height wise, it's like that. It looks like Louisa could pick her up and put her in a handbag, walk around with like a chihuahua, like Paris Hilton or something. <laughs> she, she really turned it on with some of the other, um, some of their other girlfriends, and we had a band and music and all sorts of stuff and beautiful cake. And then over the over the weekend just passed, we had a. A great fun night over our friend Aratio's place, barbecue at his house, always fun. Uh, and we watched the opening game to the Rugby World Cup. So there's a World Cup for rugby, which is on at the moment in France. And we got to watch the French, who were the hosts in the opening game, crush really the uh, All Blacks, the New Zealand team. So I was stoked. And it was, <laughs> it was a good night. And then... Uh, Got up yesterday and for her on her birthday day, we went for an hour spin class and they played nothing but Wham and George Michael for her <laughs> in the spin class, which she loves because she she loves anything to do with the eighties. And yeah, it's it's been a, a wonderful birthday um, celebration over in these parts. And she certainly loves getting a shout out from her her big little brother, Mike. <laughs> well, I try to be a big little brother the best I can, so. Yeah, 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 it's uh, nice. Yeah, uh, other than that, man, I mean, I was glad to hear that. I had a pretty rough week, and uh, you may not hear it in my voice because honestly, there's a lot of reason to that. Um, but yeah, I, I've spoken about some physical things I'm going through. I had to get jaw surgery the other day, so if I sound a little weird, I don't think so. I think I'm healing all right, but uh, I had to get surgery, I had to drive down, all the way to North Carolina the medical system in the military is just awesome. Uh, so they weren't going to be able to see me for at least another month, uh, which is great. So I have some good friends and some good circles and they were able to hook me up and get me in early. I got this jaw surgery and a bone graft done and all this other stuff. So I kind of look like a chipmunk on the right side of my face, <laughs> uh, which is fine. Uh, it's, it's, it's healing. And, you know, I'm just, I'm grateful for those people. Uh, I also, I'm a one week out from my knee. I still don't know what's wrong with it until I get an MRI. And, um, it's been tough, like just to kind of walk and do some basic things is it's kind of tough, man. So here I am like walking with a limp. I can't eat right, you know, out of the left side and I'm just falling apart. <laughs> um, my, my guys left without me yesterday. Uh, they flew away for, for, uh, a few weeks of training without me. And, um, I sat at the airport with them yesterday for two hours, just 
talking to them and wanting to be with them. And, um, there's, there's no other place I'd rather kind of be right now. And that's tough. Uh, I, I should be there. I'm, I'm their leader. I'm, they're my guys. Um, so that really sucks, but, um, I'm in good spirits and there's a reason for it. Um, whenever we're kind of in these moments where we have every right to just be a piece of shit and be miserable and angry and point the finger and be like, this isn't fair. And it's this person's fault. And why is this happening to me? There's a lot of things that we can do to pull ourselves back and realize things aren't as bad as they seem. Um, I know I have every right to be miserable and pissed off and just, you know, <laughs> not a good person right now, but in the last, I don't know, couple of days, man, I've been praying. I've been, I've been reading some good stuff. Some great people have had conversations uh, with me. And um, honestly, I just feel like God's been speaking to me in, in some ways. And I have, I woke up today, took a nice shower, got dressed up. I went to church, met some nice people, heard a good message um mm. reflected i'm reading a book that purpose driven life and i'm okay everything's okay you know um this is all just part of life and experiencing it and no matter what happens man I'm just, i just have this feeling like everything's going to be okay um and i i want to contribute that feeling to i know who i am and what I stand for, what I believe, how I how I perceive things, and the people around me are the same way. The challenge with this is, and this is our topic today, is I don't think I'm part of the majority. And sometimes the majority isn't always right. Mm. Um, that's that's such a challenge. Uh, I, I've been reading about this in that book. Um, it was part of the message today. And then Melon and I were just kind of talking about this before we hit the record button is how hard is it sometimes to wake up and you're just trying to be yourself and what you believe in, but the majority and the majority being uh, maybe your whole friend circle, your family, social media, especially uh, <laughs> the news, the, the, the government, like whatever it is. And you just feel like you're just being be like beat down for no reason because you you don't just flow right into the majority, right? Mm. Man, how how tough is that, Melon? It's we're talking here about times when there's like a consensus view, or there's a group of people who are have got a certain belief or a way of acting, and you don't find yourself on that side of the fence. Mm. And it's it's a very challenging. It's always a very challenging situation to be in. I mean, you just you know it from school, from like when you're a kid. There's nothing more uncomfortable than when you feel like you're the odd one out. Like we are creatures who look around us for guidance on how to behave in certain situations. What's everyone else doing now? How do they? How are they reacting? A little kid falls over and sort of scrapes their knee, and they don't know whether they should cry. They look at their mum. You know, and if mum reacts with horror, the baby will start crying. If the mum's like, oh, you're okay, and picks them up sort of thing, often they're okay. And it's we're really influenced by the opinions and behaviours of other people, and that's normal. But there are times when it's a problem, when you're like, I, I don't feel like I'm agreeing with this consensus opinion, this majority opinion. It can be a very, very difficult thing, as you're saying, Mike. Yeah, it's... It's the tough times. So like, you know, I, I got my stuff going on, you know, it's the tough times that, that test us. And then how do you respond to those tests? Like for, like for me and, and personally, this is just me being very open and, and vulnerable. Um, I feel that when things occur now that are negative, that it's not a punishment. And I've spoken mm -hmm. about that before where I lived in a way as like I was the victim. I was being punished because of X, Y, and Z. And I did live through that phase for a little bit. And honestly, when I when I write 
about it. And I really been like, why was I like that? Why did I feel like that was the right way? It was because I was being influenced by certain people I had in my life, you know, like, oh, that is not your fault. It's all the other person's fault. And you deserved it. And it's like, yeah, they just beat you down because, you know, whatever reason. And and it was this negative, you know, it was just pointing the finger, no accountability, um, you know, and, and you just think that like you're perfect and you're always the hero and that everyone's out to get you. Everyone's out to attack you. Um, and you're, and you're just this lone wolf, you know, that's like, I know all the right answers or these people. And it was the influence. It, it was going along with the majority and believing that like, well, yeah, I, I received this bad occurrence and now I have permission to just be uh, toxic, that I can be an asshole, that I can, you know, do, do something negative back just to show that like, you know, yeah. and over time, man, that, that none of that made me better. That made me an ugly person. And when I look at yeah. myself in the mirror, I'm like, man, I don't want to be like this. I don't want to feel these feelings. I don't want to be angry all the time. I don't want to be pissed off. I don't want to be, you know, cutting, cutting off vital relationships or friendships by doing this, you know, like, man, I want to be a good person. And through my time, when, you know, you know, I, I'm very open about, it. I stopped looking so much to people all the time. And I'm, I read more about um, what God made me to be, who God wants me mm. to be as a man, as a friend, as a mentor, as a warrior, as a leader. Um, I get my guidance from, from, from that. Uh, but I still listen to people like you and, and, um, you know, some of my other mentors and everything, because you guys are along the same journey and you're very open and, and, vulnerable uh to to those messages and ways of life and uh you know it's always good to have somebody along the journey that's willing to fight i i recently heard a a uh quote that was talking about in the bible and it says when you pick a friend or a relationship what is one one thing that you would say about them and how you know that you'd want to be with them and literally this is from the bible it says would you go to war with them Mm. and it's not just you know like in the bible they talk about you know fighting and that sort of stuff but like go to war in all aspects of life but and it also takes a teammate like it, it takes two to fight it can't just be one person always standing in front of the other with the other one just in your wake just following along not putting in the effort not fighting so hard but they're yeah. berating you to, hey, you need to do better. You need to, you need to lead better. You need to, you need to keep doing all the work, or you need to do this. And when they're just behind you, you know, going, that's that's not going to work. But those type of reflections and values and characters uh, that are around you that influence you in a positive way, um, man, I'm proud to be part of what I believe is the minority, which I think is getting smaller these days, because it seems like at least in the West, the majority is social media. The majority is in the news. The majority is in government now. And it's like pushed. Uh, if you're not part of this, then you're, you're, you're wrong. You're, you're not accepted. You're weird. Something's wrong with you. And then you're kind of like pushed away. And it's like, all I wanted to do is help you. All I wanted to do was be a good person for you. All I wanted to do was think bigger than myself outside of myself and be selfless. Yes. You know, and a lot of that is just frowned on now, man. And I see people struggle with it all the time. I've struggled with it. You know, I walk away sometimes in almost in tears because I'm like, why, why doesn't this person or why doesn't this group see me for what I want to bring and offer that it's not malicious. Like I'm not there to harm you. I'm not there. I'm here for the right reasons. And they're not just my reasons. Like for me, it's like where I get my guidance, it's God's reasons, what he created me, how he created me, what my purpose is, understanding my purpose, um, what gifts and talents he gave me to offer other people, because ultimately you should be sharing your talents and passions with other people to inspire, to heal, to share happiness, all these different things. Um, Man, yeah, it can be confusing. 
because we're in this situation where we're talking here about the times when you find yourself there's a there's a majority viewpoint on something and your viewpoint or your opinion or your belief is is different to that and it's when really is sort of what I'm boiling down to is when should you be trusting yourself and when should you be taking in those external inputs when should you be listening to the majority and when should you be listening to yourself and it can be very very difficult to do this we've all been in these situations because there's you know a famous poem by Rudyard Kipling if my dad gave it to us three boys to learn. It was one of them. must have only been a few months before he died. Anyway, I, we all had to memorize it as kids. And it opens with, if you can trust yourself when all men, when all all about you, sorry, if you can keep your head when all about you are losing theirs and blaming it on you, if you can trust yourself when all men doubt you, but make allowance for their doubting too. That's the opening two lines. Hmm. And there's really a lot in that second line of if you can trust yourself when all men doubt you, but make allowance for their doubting too, because you 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 can you can easily fall on either side of this. It's like a knife edge in these difficult times when there's a quandary, when there's a moral dilemma, or there's a real something you're really stuck on. If there was an easy path, it was it was an easy answer. You would have taken it. If it was obvious what to do, you would have done it, and you would have just continued on. You wouldn't be stewing over it. And when you're in those situations, you do have to be very careful that you're not showing groupthink and acting like a sheep in the herd and just going along with everyone because that's what everyone everyone's doing. The whole, you know, jumping off a bridge because your mates jumped off a bridge. Oh. But you also have to really take into account there's plenty of times when, you know, when we are the idiot, when we're the ones with a pig-headed idea or a stupid idea or we haven't taken in information that others have taken in. And, you ha- and it takes real discernment to know which side are we on here. And so there's really, I think, at the heart of these dilemmas around following the majority versus following yourself is being able to balance and take in inputs and have an open mind and open heart to think maybe the majority is right, maybe I'm right. Hmm. What is it that I'm basing my decision on? Why is that different than the majority? What? Why are they making their decision this way? Because... There's going to be, you know, hands up. There's plenty of times when I've been wrong and there'll be plenty of times in the future when I'll be wrong. But there are some times when you know that you've figured out something that's, you, you've seen something, you've got an insight that others don't have and you you need to follow yourself, your, your values in those situations. And the core of this question is, for me, like how do you know? <laughs> yeah. How yeah. do you know which one you're in? You know yeah. what I mean? Like that's... That's the freaking million dollar question that we're gonna we're all gonna have at different times, Mark. Uh, two quotes come to mind. Those are that's exactly uh, what these quotes are about, Mel, and you nailed it perfectly. Uh, one is by Mark Twain, and he says, "When you find yourself in the side of majority, it's time to pause and reflect." Um, exactly what you said. You have to have self awareness. Mm. And not just-, just say that quote again. Can you say that quote again? Sure, that was sure. unreal. When you find yourself in the side of the majority, it's time to pause and reflect. Wow. Uh, That couldn't be more true. Uh, I think after a while, whether you're at work, in a relationship, doing whatever, you get to that point where it's kind of stagnant. You're kind of floating. um, You're you're going along, checking off the boxes, so to speak. And so it's like, well, we're together. So we have to go and do these things. And this is just what we do. Or you know, whatever. Um, it's, it's definitely, you have to make time to stop and be like, where are we at? What are we doing is, are we on the right path? What are we bouncing our, you know, where are we getting our guidance from? What are we bouncing Mm. our values and and our actions off of, you know, And, and that's huge because again, I have, I have an interesting example that was brought to my attention this week, um, which I'll bring up here in a minute, but, um, when we have to have self-awareness, when we have to take that step back and pause and reflect, what are we comparing ourselves to? Are we comparing ourselves to the majority or to the minority? And who's leading each group? 
what values does each group have? What characteristics does each group have? What is their purpose? What is their intent? What is their goals? Um, and also, too, you got to look at the people that are in each group. You know, are they what, what actions are they taking? What attitudes do they do they have? Do they align with who you really want to be when you envision yourself as like a good, healthy person? Uh, you got to mm. like take a look at all those, man. Um, you know, I, another quote that I wrote down was from JFK. And he says, sometimes, sometimes the majority can mean that all the fools are on the same side. Oh, how about that that's one, right? one? Yeah, that's a good one, man. Yeah. Say it again. Say it again. <laughs> Sometimes the majority can mean that all the fools are on the same side. Man, how true is that? It's, it's true, right? And and I think about that in a lot of ways. In this example that I'm about to share, um, I didn't know this existed, but I, I saw it and I was kind of like, man, that looks terrible. So on social media, there's a there's a group site with some of the people listening. You may you may have heard of this. If not, I encourage you not to even bother with it. But it's called Are We Dating the Same Person? And it's and it's like a, a social group. Are we dating the same guy? Are we dating the same girl? And it's for like regions or areas and stuff. Basically, what happens is people that are trying to date someone or they just broke up with someone, they put your picture and your whole relationship and what happened according to them in public for people that you don't even know to just either give you dating advice or berate you uh, or berate this person about this is a terrible person and, and whatever. And these random people that you don't even know, oh my and, God. And, and you can actually respond as like anonymous. So nobody knows who you are. How, how toxic is that? Man, I can't believe that this is a real thing. This is a real thing. I'm going to take my personal life, something that was so close to me and invested within <sighs> my, my spirit, my heart, my family, whatever it is, and I'm going to throw it to the wolves. And and who are the people that are in there? A lot of people that are heartbroken, miserable. They haven't dealt through their trauma, through their situation, you know, whatever. And they're throwing out any type of coping mechanism with no alignment, except a lot of them that I read was temporary fulfillment and solutions. You know, hey, go grab some wine and sit at home and just drink, drink it away. You know, and it was just all these different things. Anything I read through there, there was nothing. There was nothing about, well, that's only your side of the story. Uh, what was your part in the relationship? What did you contribute to this? Was this person really that bad of a person? Did they really do something? Was it that you guys just didn't match up on things and you're hurt because they they denied you? You know, there was no honesty. There was no accountability. There was no nothing in there. Mm -hmm. But the majority in that room, like all these comments that I read, I was like, these people are all going to ruin each other. Like there's no positive influence here whatsoever. Now, I, I, not, let me let me redact that. I will say the one thing I did see in there is there's some people in there that aren't good people and they post them and they're like, this person is abusive and he hits people or, you know, does God. this or has an alcohol, alcohol problem or, I, I, hey, I know they're a drug addict and they need help or there's kids involved. I, I I can understand that, but the most of it, the majority of it, was this nit, you know, this nitpicking, immature conversations and comments, and it was like, dude, I don't even want to be part of that. Like that's the majority in here. There was nothing healthy going to come from this, mm. but being more toxic, judgmental, every like you're you're literally going to account for everybody not being perfect or good enough for a relationship. And dude, it was just like, I, I don't ever want to look at this again. Yeah. Like it was so yeah. bad and it, it made me feel like uneasy just being and reading it. I was like, dude, I don't know. I want to be a part of this. So I don't know if anybody's heard of that out there, um, but I think that's a great example. Like, is that where you're going to get your, um, your guidance from the majority and, and the people who haven't done the work, who don't care to do the work, who are struggling so much that they haven't found their own answers yet, but they're willing to give advice. I'm not saying I'm perfect. I am not. I am. Mm. Not. Um, but I do believe that where I do look for guidance is not in a place like that. 
you know, yes. it's in the Bible, it's by trained professionals, psychologists, counselors, therapists, people who are on the same journey that want to be good in the definitions of true, wholesome, good-hearted people of caring, selflessness, values, um, you know, those sort of things, not tearing people Cause, down. Cause when, when you're stuck in a dilemma, when you're stuck in a quandary, when you're stuck in a, a situation when you really are feeling torn and you're not sure which way you should be acting, you do have to be very careful as to where you go for advice. And when people have got no skin in the game, when they're just an anonymous stranger, it costs them nothing. They can they can give you terrible advice and, and walk away. Like there's one person who's going to be living with the consequences down the road. And so you, for me, you're really in a situation where you're wanting to like get a weighting, like a reliability weighting on yourself versus the majority in, in, in a situation. You've got maybe maybe you've got a group of family, like your family are like, we think that this, this action should be taken and you're feeling the opposite. And I feel like trying to come up with like a reliability rating for yourself versus the group, whatever the group is, the majority versus yourself that you need to be looking at the people, including yourself objectively and being like, what is their track record like? Like, are we talking here, like you just said, Mike, like a professional counselor who's got a lot of training, a pastor, you know, a military padre gone to for advice or a, a, a trusted friend who's who's walked a path sim similar to the, the one that you're talking to and has come through it with their integrity intact? Or are you, you know, watching the football with a mate, having a few beers. And, you know, this guy's got a wreckage of many relationships in his rearview mirror and many, many uh, failed careers and stuff. And you're like, you know, where am I getting my advice from? So you need to have, be able to have a framework or a lens view through which you can view the two different opinions so that you can put like a reliability on them. And for me, when you're stuck in these situations, you have to reflect on what your own core values and principles are. And if you're not clear on those, you're always going to find areas where you get stuck in the quicksand, right? Like you're not going to have something that's long-term and deep that's going to be able to guide you through the hard times we're always going to have. So reflect on your core values and principles. Get clear what your intuition is. And it's not going to be necessarily the the first urge, you know. You might you might be yourself subject to one of these passing fancies or something that's not, you know, it's not in your long term interest. It might be, you know, your shadow encouraging you to do something stupid to chase after a uh, a shitty career option or to pursue a relationship or something like that could be occurring for you as well, right? Mm -hmm. So when you've reflected on your core values and principles, get your own intuition clear. Like what's your inner voice? And and you have to think about the consequences are going to be lived by you. Like what is the trajectory that is going to flow from this decision? And then you're able to do the same thing for the other people. You're able to think on, on their core values and principles. What are their values? What are their insights? Because it could be that there's an expert opinion that you, you've taken here. You've gone to someone who really knows what they're talking about in this. And maybe they see things that you don't see. They have more experience. There's someone who's 10, 15, 20 years down the road past you and they've seen these things come up in their own lives. And therefore, you might be able to weight their opinion differently. And, you, you know, you just got to remember that the consequences of whatever this judgment is, there's two paths that you're thinking about is going to be lived by you. And you're going to be the one, you know, in five years, 10 years walking further down that journey from this decision point. And you're only going to be stuck with these on the big ones. So, and closing this off this loop, like maintain your integrity, like take that time to question yourself, take that time to question your own decisions. Are you being, pushed by an impulse that's not really from a, a place of value and principle 
and really just take that moment of questioning yourself the same way you question someone else's opinion that you're not sure about. And I think you're going to be in a pretty good position then to be able to balance yourself like, what is it we're talking about here? Why am I wanting to do pathway A and my family or my coworkers or all my friends want me, you know, want me to do pathway B? And you might be able to have a better ability to discern which one of these two pathways is the right way, Mike. Uh, just very well said. Um, um, as, as you're talking, I'm just sitting here reflecting on myself, you know, how many times in my whole life have people told me that I can't do something, I shouldn't do something, you know, you shouldn't be this way because this or that, or this person did this to you. So, you know, why aren't you mad or, you know, and, and you know, mm. I, did I listen to them sometimes? I did, you know, but I can look at other things, um, big and small, where I was like, no, that that's not for me. And I know, you know, like my career for one, man, like mm. I was 11 years old when I figured out I wanted to do this job for my first career. I was the gray man and, and, and I don't, I'm not this guy sitting here and be like, you know, I was the high school quarterback and I was like, Oh, I wasn't popular. You know, it's like, no, I was literally like a gray man. I, we, we didn't have any money. I didn't have a car. I ran to school, came back. I wore like regular standard clothes. I'd rewear the same stuff all the time. I was the gray man. I was super skinny. Okay. Um, <laughs> like seriously, I was super skinny. I was anemic as a child. Uh, like just to give you an idea. And everybody would look at me and be like, yeah, you, you, you're not going to do that. You can't do that. Um, you know, and it was like, why would you say that to me? You know, like, what do you want to do when you're older? Oh, well, I want to do this. Well, I think you can do that. Why can't you? The only person going to stop you is you. you, you know, and it always sucked to, to be like put down. And then you kind of get this feeling from the majority of, um, you know, well, you do it so you can show them. You'll show them one day, right? You got to fight back and you got to be this spiteful person and, and, you know, be like, ha, I got you. You know, I proved to you I could do it, you know, whatever. And mm -hmm. I did have those opportunities uh, after I made it through. I went back and saw some of those people throughout interactions and different things. And my desire was not there to stick it to them. Mm -hmm. You know, my desire was mm -hmm. I wish you would have been part of this instead of against me. Because I'm, I am part of something special, and they knew it, and they looked at me, and I, and I kind of wondered. I was like, why, why weren't you in that mindset? And it was because they, they, they thought they couldn't do it, and they, and they kind of mm -hmm. projected. It was like they didn't want to see you get ahead. They don't want to see you go off and be better because they felt that they were in some way, shape, or form less. So it was easier to go with the other people who were just kind of floating than going through some of the adversity required to achieve a very hard uh, goal. Mm -hmm. And I understood that, you know, I learned, but that took me some time to, to reflect, to stop and reflect and had great mentors and advice from reliable quality sources to practice that in those moments. And it was, it became clear of like, man, this isn't even about me. Yeah. This, this is in, what's going on in your mind and your heart and your circle and your relationship and your adversity, you know, like I'm not a bad person. Like I'm excluded from this, but I still mm -hmm. want to help you, you know, in other people's defense, there are a lot of people who say, you know, who can talk a big game and that's pretty common, you know, especially when you talk about teenage kids, you know, who don't necessarily have any runs on the board. So it can be hard for people to understand at that age that there's someone in the midst who's going to go off and have a career like someone like you, Mike. You know, that's a pretty extraordinary outcome, you know, but you knew at that time how strong your commitment was and you knew what you were doing in the background and you, I have no doubt, had these moments of what we're just talking about here of reflecting on your core values and listening to your intuition, your inner voice, thinking about the consequences, who's going to live with the outcome. I think you... If I'm not wrong, you did go and get some expert opinion from people who'd done 
um, had had careers in SF and you knew what was going on inside in the background in a way that no one else is ever going to be able to have access to, you know, and for you to then have your career unfold the way it has. And then it's totally congruent that when you would see these people again, you'd never want to be like, uh, you know, you're not there to have a gotcha. Your life has not been lived so that you can gotcha your old schoolmates 15 or 20 years later. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's not who you are. That's not uh, what any of us are, are doing these things for. Like there's a pathway that you've taken in that moment of you thinking about that. Uh, I've got a majority opinion and I'm an outlier. And you, I have no doubt you had thoughts and were probably torn at different times and you pursued at that time, you you went through all these things that we're talking about and you came out with, no, I'm going to carry on with this path. I'm going to do this thing that's difficult and I'm going to continue to do it. I'm going to have self-belief and push myself. Hmm. And it totally aligns with that, that the person on the other end of that who's gone off and had this extraordinary part of their life unfold, you're not living from, I'm doing this to get back at someone, you're not living from negativity, anger, or self-justification. Because the person who's doing that has not done this. The person yeah. who's, they're not going to have taken these years of sustained action to achieve something. It's just, that's just not, those two things are not, you can't be both at the same time. You're on the opposite end of a spectrum. You know, and, knowing, and, knowing who you are and knowing what you stand for, knowing what you believe is, is the thing that's important for you. Like you said that at the top of the show and you've then lived You've had a moment you've thought about and you've carried on. And you're the one who had the skin in the game. You know, this is your life we're talking about here. You know, and you you knew that these things were true for you in your mind. You knew what was in the background. You knew your family situation with your brother and your dad and everything else. And you knew that this was a real thing. And, uh, you know, it's an amazing thing to, to talk to you and listen to you when you're talking from, you know, what are we? I can't remember how many years it is now. For you. it's a lot. I think it's fifteen or sixteen years. Yeah, almost Down seventeen. Pathway. Almost yeah, seventeen. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, yeah, it's great. It's great, and and it's totally unsurprising that there would be no malice or negativity associated with that because you couldn't have done the things you've done if you were that person. No. Um, living, living again. Just to end that part of it if you're doing things to be spiteful of another person and then they either see it or maybe they never will, how mm. long is that really going to last? You know, it's like, I knew who you were anyway. Why was I bending my whole life and pathway just to get to that moment to look at this person and go, told you so. You know how long that's going to last? T 10, 20 seconds, maybe. If you yeah. If you hurt the person's feelings, if they walk away, what are they really going to feel like? Have that, has that ever been done to you? You're going to be like, wow, okay, that sucks, but I guess they did it. All right. Well, I'm going to continue on with my life and walk away. How much wasted time and energy and thoughts did you just, give? Mm -hmm. you know, it, it's just, it's just not worth it. And I say that now because I've learned the lessons on why not to, not to do that. And I, I don't want to do that. But the other thing I'll say when you're talking about majority, um, minority, is I think you can keep yourself awareness when you're consistent and, mm. and other people can see that you're consistent. That, yes. you know, it is a, a simple example. You're having a work group. There's six people in there. A question or a topic comes up and it's like, what do you think? And you keep your hand down and then you watch four other people raise their hand and they're like, oh, yeah, OK, well, that's the majority. So I'm going to jump in and agree with them. But in your mind, you're like, eh, I kind of have a dis difference of opinion, but I don't want to disagree because obviously everybody else and maybe that's right. Um, and th this is an excellent this is an excellent point, Mike. Like when you're in one of these dilemma moments where you, you, you're not sure which way to go and you have been consistent in the path you have been trying to apply values and principles as a framework for your decision making and here you are in a situation where you're not you're really not sure i've got these two things and one of them feels like it's aligning with your previous values and principles and you've been consistent over time 
that's a time I think when you can really put a lot more increased reliability on your decision. You can really be like, I'm really not sure right now, but this type of decision in the past has worked out for me. This type of decision in the past has been based on these values and principles. And although I feel a bit confused at the moment and I'm feeling a lot of peer pressure or whatever, I know I can lean on this consistency I've had in the past and I should back myself. Like I feel like that's an excellent point there about having consistency over time where you've been doing something to values and principles and another one of those has come up. That's the time for you to go, right, I know I, know I should trust my gut intuition. Different than one where it's not been like that or you perhaps have not really been consistent. You've been wishy-washy. You're not giving yourself a framework you can, you can lean on. You know, where you're looking around the room like you're saying, Mike, and being like, well, what's everyone else think here? I'll put my hand up when they all put their hand up. You don't have that same bedrock to be able to build that self-trust over time. Yeah, and it's it's very clear, like, who am I and what do I want in my life? You know, like, what, who do I, when I envision, my, envision myself, like, who am I really when I see this beautiful version of myself and being there? You know, like I have this vision I, I, I've shared all the time is like, I want to be a good, healthy man. I want to have a, a good man to, to a woman. I want to be a, a great father uh, figure where I'm not out doing destructive actions, where I'm not being selfish. Uh, I'm not out drinking my face off or doing unhealthy habits, you know, to the best of my ability. Like, I don't want to be like that. I want to be a good, consistent person. Um and I'll make changes. I'm not saying that you can't make small changes as life goes on because life changes, situations change, mm. body changes, friends change, work changes. You know, you, you do have to evolve. But when it comes to the big stuff, the basics is like, I'm not doing that. You know, the one of the big things that popped in my head growing up is, you know, especially as a kid, man, there's a lot of influence. All my friends and a lot of a lot of friends started like smoking and doing drugs mm. and like this, that, whatever. And they're always just like, hey, man, you want to come to the party? And I'm like, no, I, I don't want to. Or, hey, man, you want a cigarette? Hey, you got a lighter? Hey, man, you want to smoke? You want to do this? And I'm like, absolutely not. Like that is 100% no. And I'll tell you what my reason was is because I watched my father at 18 years old die from lung cancer because he smoked his whole life. And when you have to carry yeah. your father to the bathroom at 18 years old because he's too weak to walk. Um, and you got to put them on, on the bathroom toilet. Um, it changes your perspective. And it's like, I want nothing to do with that. And, and I am not bending on anything because that means so much mm. to me. That'll never be me. I do not want to live that life. So it is a hard no. And if you have to walk away from me, it was nice knowing you, you know, good luck to you. And, and that's what I mean. Like, I know I'm the minority in that, in that circle but I'm not bending because I know I can see the future of if I do this versus if I don't do this. And it it's very definitive and it makes it easy on me. And honestly, it, it makes me feel good when I walk away. It's like, I didn't give that up. I didn't bend yeah. on what I believe. I didn't bend on um, my values. You know, like yeah. I, I value life, man. I value fresh air. <laughs> I really do. Like everybody's like, hey, you want this? You want this? I'm like, no, dude, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of clean air. Like, you know, <laughs> and, and that, and that consistency that you're talking about, Mike, such, such a great point. Like it's a, a value that you've held and you've consistently taken a difficult action. You know, you resisted peer pressure or the, the group think it gives you strength to do it again the next time. And it also can give you that satisfaction of, no, I know, I know in this area that I'm correct for me. And you're not necessarily judging other people, but you're like, you know, for you and the, the path that you've walked None of those other people had those experiences like you have just shared with us with your dad when he was unwell. And you're able to then consistently apply that when that situation arises. That really gives you strength to keep carrying on with those with those values. Yeah. I had a, uh, I had a thought that we could perhaps cover the times when when it's when it's wise to seek information or when it's wise to go out and be like i'm not you know the counter time when perhaps you are not right i thought we could perhaps just cover off on situations where it is good to listen to others where it is good to take in those external uh inputs because there's plenty of times in life when we come into situations that are different than what you said you, you're like no no i know in this situation someone's offering me a cigarette i know 100 percent 
what's right for me and I'm not going to do it. But we're talking about these other gray situations that we come across in life all the time that we're going to keep coming across that we've not experienced before and we're not sure what to do and we've got our own feeling and then there's other people and we're not we're not aligned but we're not in one of these situations that we know the answer to. So I thought we could talk about perhaps some of these ones that are like maybe a more complex dilemma situation that the right course of action isn't clear and these are, this is one of the situations where I reckon you want to be then looking for external input. You want to look for some of those trusted mentors, trusted friends, expert opinions like you were alluding to earlier, Mike. Ooh. So maybe we could just cover off quickly on like a couple of times where we're like, or areas where we think it is worthwhile getting that that counterpoint. What's the opposite or what's the other people think? And I think that some of these complex dilemmas can be the times where it's worthwhile going out, going out to experts, going out to our friend cohort. Yeah. Um, what would you, I mean, it's just, this is just us talking right now. What would you define as complex? Well, I think that the, like the more experience I get, the more, you know, I've lived my years like you with the cigarettes. Mm-hmm. You, a lot of the time you've had, you've had your principles and means you try to apply them. When you're getting a situation that's different, it's not, it doesn't fit neatly into something, you know, you're not sure it's murky. Like some of the stuff for me around parenting or looking forward about what should I do for leaving Saudi or what, my next step, where should I go? What should I do with my kids? Mm-hmm. Um, schooling, where should we live, finances, stuff like that for me, they appear as like complicated, complex situations. And yeah. I might have an, an initial, like I want to do this, but it's in these situations, it's not clear. Like I wouldn't be stewing on it if it was clear. I already know it would, you know, A is the answer and I'd just do it and I wouldn't ever stew on it. And so for me, these are times when specifically this, like when to leave, Saudi, when to make a, a next career move, when to move family, what to do with children's education and so on. I, I'm in the middle of this right now, actually. Like this is something Mike and I talk a lot about offline. You know, I've, I've, I've got like a, like a financial advisor that I talk to and, and he runs modeling. So I'm not making my, my guesses based on a pilot's knowledge. You know, I've got a guy who does this for a career and he is able to give forecasts and show me um, different outcomes and how things might look. So I'm not making decisions blind. We <clears throat> engage with um, educators and people who are experts with kids, especially situations like my, my daughter being vision impaired and you know special needs mm-hmm. kid with a lot of uh, like love of music and stuff to be like, what options are there out there? What would life be like if we were back in Melbourne, in Australia, living there versus what we're doing here? And so these are, this is what comes up to me when you say what's a complex a complex dilemma for you right now, Melon. It's this. It's the whole what do I do looking forward with family and finances, career, you know, living in different places in the world. And there's never like because you can't get all of it at once. You can't be like, oh, well, I'll just do the one where I get the great career, the great finances, the family are all together, the kids are getting all their solutions met, you know, because that's not a dilemma. That's an, that's an easy uh, the most obvious answer in the world. And so because it's a compromise, like all of us when we look forward in life, these are the times for me when it's worth engaging with experts and it's worth talking to trusted friends, people like you, Mike, and and, and, and other people that I've been fortunate enough to have come into my life and I've, like I've held on to the really special people. So I know I've got a really great circle of friends to talk through stuff like this with people that, whose opinions I trust. I'm not talking about a uh, internet website with anonymous people giving me relationship advice. I'm talking about people who I know love me and who want the best for me in my life, who are able to perhaps give me a viewpoint I don't have. They can see something in the situation that I can't see because of their expertise or their experience. Mm, okay. You know, maybe I've got a blind spot. They'll be like, hey, hey, have you thought about this? And it's like, oh, boom, I didn't even consider that. All right. Thank you for explaining it. I understand now. Um, honestly, and this is always my first stop usually is I I think about it. I write it down to get 
okay, what is the issue? What's the problem? Whatever. And I write it down mm-hmm. because my brain gets cluttered. Like, I'm not going to lie. Sometimes there's just mm-hmm. so much going on in there. I'm just like, I need to write it down and look <laughs> at it. Uh, and then honestly, I usually call you or talk to Cheza or somebody that I know that, like you said, truly loves and cares for me that is also putting in the work and really trying to live a good, solid, healthy life with a Mm. a relationship of family work stuff. And I bounce it off of you guys first, you know, like Mm -hmm. I write my thoughts down. I, 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 you guys are like my first filter. Right. And, and I go off that because you guys have had life experience and, you know, I know what journey you're on and you're on the same path. A lot of the same ideas, values, all that stuff. But I don't always just stop there and it's nothing against them. I'm, you know, I'm learning about this now. I'm 35 and I'm learning about this now. I honestly reference the Bible Mm. because to me, this is, this sounds crazy maybe to some people, but this is just me talking. I'm being honest. It's almost like a playbook. And if, there's something that you're experiencing for the first time in your life. It has happened for thousands of years and it is written in that book. I mean, it is not just like, Oh, you know, God's on the cross and this, that he died for your sins, whatever. It talks about war. It talks about failure. It talks about relationships. It talks about friendships, Mm -hmm. betrayal, uh, literally everything. There is something written and cross-referenced throughout the entire thing about life and experiences and what you go through. And I've been reading on it. I've been struggling myself. You know, here I am as a leader, you know, when I'm, I'm, my body's broken and I'm struggling with thoughts of like letting things go and like letting them go and they're capable of leading and and being without me. Um, Relationship struggles, you know, like, God, why doesn't this person want me? Like, why am I so bad? What what did I do wrong? How could I be better? You know, and it's just that struggling thing. It's like, but maintaining, man, I've referenced it. So like, there is that layer is like, man, my own self, I know I'm doing the work and I need to remember what I've learned and apply the lesson. So like, that's the first one. The second one, I bounce it off Melon, Cheza, people I really trust that are on the same journey. And then three, I'll go a layer deeper just to confirm and be like, does this all align? Or is there one crazy dog leg, 90 degree turn somewhere in those three things that's just completely off? And if it's me, then it's me. I will admit it. I'll be like, hey, man. The Bible said it's right. Melon said it's right. And I'm completely 180 on it. And we're doing that self-reflection. Man, did I screw it up? That was my fault. And admit it and learn from it and let the people know. Like I let Melon know, dude, I totally did that. I messed it up. You know, that's okay. But he expects that as well. That's why he's my, he's like a brother to me. He expects me to call my own bullshit. He expects me to stand up and admit when I failed, when I'm wrong, when being part of the minority was the wrong choice because selfishness, because of my pride, my ego, you know, you didn't hurt me. I'm good. Like F this and blah, blah, blah. It's just like being this angry, spiteful person that he knows I'm not. And he just, and he'll look at me and be like, Mike, you're, you know, you're, you're being a cheerleader from the University of North Texas. <laughs> <laughs> just, just so everyone knows the shoe is on the other foot as well. We just, we're just highlighting um, with a bit of humor that Mike comes to me, but also that there's a flow that goes back and forth between the two of us. Clearly. I, I really love that you're talking there about ethical frameworks that have been passed down for generations. People would not tell their children and grandchildren ethical stories and collect these stories and write them down into books of wisdom if if they were not some, if they had not found some really deep insight into humanity and and these books of wisdom are available to us and i think that that's a great place to go when you're not sure when you're like there's a a group of people who are saying a and i'm thinking b to be able to find these books of wisdom that have been passed down. And if you find a book that's been passed down for thousands of years in the case of the Bible, people are not doing it because they're told to do it. They're doing it because they've found things in there that are true. Like a grandparent will not give advice to a grandchild that they don't think is true. Like they, they love them and there's reason that these things are passed down. 
And that's like an extra layer. I really like the way Mike's talked about that, being able to access this extra layer, like an extra layer of ethics and values and principles that you can use to maybe update your value system, your principles, and and help you find um, the right way. Because I think that ultimately at the end of this, we've got this, you know, the group or the majority or the consensus or the peer pressure in you. And like Mike was saying, you could be blinded by uh, jealousy or pride or ego or all those negative things could be influencing you or you could be missing information. You just might be, you know, you think this is situation A and it's not like you've, you've missed some input that other people have seen. And I think what you want to be able to do is balancing these majority versus uh, the individual to find the middle path where you've been able to weight credibility, the opinions on, on either side. You've been able to think about your intuition, your inner voice. You've been able to think about your values and get yourself in a place of integrity <clears throat> and leaning on your consistency in the path in the past to find that middle path where you're able to, like Kipling said in his poem, you're able to trust yourself in all men day but make allowance for their doubting too. And when you're doing it like that consistently, consistently over time, I think that there's real opportunity for self-improvement in these dilemmas. That these opportunity, these difficult situations arise and you can view them as an opportunity for personal growth. You can view them as an opportunity to expand your framework, your ethical framework, expand your values and principles. You've got an opportunity to add, you know, to the decision-making matrix that you've got. And, um, you know, the, these challenges that we, we're all going to have in our future, hopefully uh, another opportunity for you to develop that con moral consistency over time where you build that self-reliability, you build that foundation of decision-making that has been in your own interests. And in the times when you make a mess of it, like there's opportunity there too, right, to really look at it and, and think and not be angry with other people and blame other people, but to really be like, what what situation was I in when I was making that decision? You know, how how did I make a flawed decision? Was it ego? Was it, was it selfishness on my side? Or did I drop my values? And did I go with a peer group that I never should have done? And you can, you can take that as an opportunity to grow as well. So I think finding the middle path and treating these dilemmas as opportunities for growth, hopefully you're able to have consistent upward trajectory. But even when you've had a breakdown, to be able to look at it later, you might still be able to find something really positive out of it. I was thinking, uh, did you have any other final thoughts to leave people with, Mike? Did you have anything to add on that topic there, the middle path and opportunities for personal growth through these dilemmas? No, I don't have anything else to really add, man. I, honestly, I really enjoy talking about this because, I mean, from being honest, I had a really nice morning, and just thinking about where I'm, where I'm at, and kind of what's going on right now versus where I am, mentally, emotionally, like I feel happy. Mm. <laughs> like it just, I don't know, man. It just feels good, and because I'm looking at the right things. I'm I'm feeling the right things. I'm bouncing them off the right things, and um, and I honestly I want that for other people. Uh, you know, if if you're listening to this, hopefully you you're kind of reflecting in your car on the way to work, on the way home, or you're sitting at home, like wherever you're at, going for a run or at the gym, and and you've been sitting there thinking about this stuff. Like this applies to all of us. Like we're all in this struggle. We're always in the minority or in the majority, and it's like we could be. The minority in one area and then the majority in a complete other one mm. and knowing where you're at and what you're doing um and there's no like right or wrong answer you know it's not like well you have to be in the minority and everything and fight the man all the time uh or yeah. you have to love everybody and go with what everybody else says it's everybody's different and it fluctuates you know sometimes too and it's just this never-ending evolution and journey that we're all on but that stopping and reflecting is just going to let you know where you're at and what you're doing and what you stand for. And, uh, you know, knowing what's pushing back against you, how you like that. I almost put the title in there, pushing back chaos, you know, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's something we all need to stop and take a look at and, and remember and look at who you want to be in the end of it, you know, 
where do you see yourself tomorrow? Where do you see yourself in five years, 10 years? Is what you're doing right now or agreeing to or not agreeing to, is that going to put you one step forward or one step back? You know, um, yeah, take take yeah, uh, take notes on it. It's good. Love it. Well, everyone, thanks. We really, we always really appreciate you guys stopping and spending your time with us. We know how valuable it is. We get a lot out of the conversations ourselves and we just really hope that they're making a difference out there for you. If they are, please share them out to your community, subscribe to the uh, podcast. Just FYI, this is episode 60 of Pushing Back Chaos plus 90 of Not Your Over Job Race. This is actually our 150th episode. Yes. Uh, 150. Yeah, yeah. 150 crazy conversations, really, of uh, like reasonably deep topics. And I've got to say that I just get so much momentum in my life from having these uh, talks. I, I really thank all you out there, listeners, for the opportunity. Uh, it's made a big difference in my life. And uh, sharing this out as widely as possible, we're never looking to make a dollar from it. Just hoping to make a, a, a difference. So please reviews and uh, and shares and subscribes. Pass it on and please let us know if there's topics that are near and dear to your heart you'd like us to touch on. But uh, yeah, majority view versus the self. Great chat this evening. And uh, we'll leave you there until next week. Thank you very much. Take care.